I'm Emma G. Rose. I'm Shell Shearer. We're indie authors. And this is Indie Book Talk. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today we have Erin Riley, author of Tossed by the Waves, who's going to talk to us about her journey from maybe wanting to do traditional publishing to fully embracing indie and why that was a great decision. Erin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) We're excited you're here. So tell me a little bit about why you initially really wanted to go traditional publishing. That's a great question. I think I started probably in 2018. I was 18 or 19 years old and I one didn't know that indie publishing was really a thing at all that you could do it yourself and I think I had really big goals that I just thought I was going to write a book and it was going to be in Barnes and Noble and I knew that that was kind of the way that you did that I actually didn't know anything (laughs) but neither do we (laughs) I I still don't know anything but I had talked to a professor who told me that the way that you get published is to query and get an agent and then you'll get a book deal whatever that that was the path that was the only path I knew so that was what I Mm -hmm. tried really hard to do was that (laughs) so you went trying to get an agent first and then yeah yeah so I queried I've written probably probably I've written six ish manuscripts six and a half and I queried the second and third ones for probably a year and a half or two years relentlessly and I now realize that they were not up to par but I did try really hard to query those two and once I realized that I didn't really know who I was as a writer, which I think is really important when you're doing that process. Not that I've had success now that I know who I am as a writer, but I didn't really know how to sell myself. So those two just tanked. And then I wrote a book that I was really proud of, Toss by the Waves, in 2020. And I tried querying that for about a year as well, much, much more than the other two. I, I probably sent out 30 or 40 to begin with. And then every time I got a rejection for a couple months, I would send out another one and just nothing, either rejections or nothing at all. Um, no requests or anything. So yeah, then I, then I decided that I wanted to do it myself. (laughs) That is such a hard process. I've done that process early on with my first book and it's, it's really discouraging to send out something that you love and just to hear nothing. Like it's bad enough when they say no, but to just hear nothing is really frustrating. Yeah. And I think I'm sure you two know this, but for the people that don't, when you're querying agents, you're putting a lot of research and care into who you're sending these to. You're not Mm -hmm. just sending them to 50 random agents. You're, you're picking people who, describe exactly what your book is and then you're sending it out and they still say no and that that stings a lot and it's really discouraging so I think it's I applaud people who who sit in those trenches for years before they with the same book I couldn't (laughs) (laughs) talk to us about that moment of choice what was your breaking point of just like I'm done with this I'm gonna go indie I think it was so this book was the first one that I was I was really confident in and I didn't think it was going to get rejected as much as it did and I had had a lot of people reading it and and they said that this was going to be the one too so when that just kept not happening for every other book I had queried I 
just took that to mean that it wasn't good enough or that I wasn't good enough and that I needed to try again. But for this book, I, I couldn't get myself to think that. And I think I kind of just stepped back, which is a lot for me because I'm very much a, like a push, push, push person. But I just stepped back and, and kind of had to think about what I wanted and why I was writing. And it, and it wasn't to have my book in Barnes and Noble, which is crazy. Um, it was just because I, I, love writing and it helps me and I love the reaction that I get to people reading my writing and I love when it makes them feel something so I think I just realized that I don't need an agent to do that I can still that can still exist if I do it by myself and and maybe it'll be more rewarding that way so I think the decision was just me realizing what I wanted and it I, it didn't need all of those big things to have the little things I guess <laughs> No, definitely. And, and it has nothing to do with how good the book is, those rejections. Never never tell yourself that because it yeah. the best writers get rejected. Just yeah. depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, and it helps to read those stats, which I, I never want to read that other people are getting rejected because I know it, it hurts, but I love to read that the big authors got rejected for five years too, you know, right? because it does solidarity <laughs> in that um, <laughs> Failure, I guess. Not really failure, but it feels like that. <laughs> it's a process. So. It is. <laughs> yeah. So you said at first you didn't even know indie publishing existed. How hard was it for you to do all the steps? Because there is a lot of author need to do things, the editing, the the cover. How hard was it for you to find all those resources and get it moving? Yeah, I'm not even sure that I did all the steps, if I'm completely <laughs> honest. I, I think... That, that was just a lot of research, which I think everything in publishing all the time is just going to be a lot of research. But I just kind of followed steps. I made a, a chart for myself of what I had to do before I did it. And I did pretty much everything myself, which maybe I shouldn't have. But I didn't have an editor, which I know is a big no-no, but I didn't have an editor because I rewrote the book three times on my own and had probably five beta readers each time and then all of my friends and family, which they're biased, but I had them read it as well. Um, <laughs> and I did the cover myself kind of wow. accidentally because I was supposed to have a cover designer and that fell through really last minute, which was frustrating. But then I I made a cover with just me and my coworker and it, it turned out great. It is very pretty. I'm looking at it right now. Thank you. <laughs> I, I did that in 10 minutes on my phone, which I probably shouldn't tell people, but um, <laughs> it, no, it's good it. for people to know that it is possible. Maybe not yeah. the ideal. But. Yeah. And I, I took probably six months of, of care and communication trying to get the cover done. And it just happened in a couple of minutes, which was, it was nice. <laughs> but then like the marketing and stuff, I still don't really know what I'm doing with that. But I, I researched. No one does. Recently. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Now, everyone we talk to, they're like, we're just going to keep throwing things at it and, and see what works. That's, yeah. And it changes all the time because social media changes all the time. It's really yeah. hard to get that, like, this is what works. Yeah. Even and the I, people who are succeeding are kind of going, uh, it's working. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. It was nice to see that. I hate I hate social media. Like, I, I'm i 23, so I, I grew up with social media, and I, I love seeing my friends on there, but I hate posting about myself and my books. So that part has been really hard because I don't. I don't like trying to hype myself up online. <laughs> like that's oh, just not- I feel you. I totally feel you on that one. <laughs> it's hard. It's like you're selling yourself constantly in this little box of a post with 10 words. I don't, I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> so 
since you've done it now, the indie publishing thing, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to do it again on, on another book. What do you feel you learned? What was your takeaway from this first time that you want to do differently? Ooh. I learned a good thing I learned is that I've been really happy doing this. I thought I was going to have to compromise that I was still going to feel a little defeated, but I've, I've been really happy and I, I do think I will do this for a while. What I would do differently is probably I would have more of a handle. I will hopefully have more of a handle on the marketing and my, my target audience and just who the book is in addition to who I am. Cause I, I think putting Toss by the Waves out. I've sold quite a few copies, but literally only because my parents are sharing it on Facebook and they have so many Facebook friends. Um, Go mom and dad. I know. I'm, I'm so blessed to have them. I have the best support system that I could possibly have, but there's not a lot of people reading it that don't know me and that I think need this kind of book. I think there's a lot of people reading it who are loving it, but they don't relate to every aspect in the way that I want them to, which I'm so grateful for everyone reading it, but I would love to find a way to reach that audience. So I think next time that will be my goal. I don't know if I will reach it, but (laughs) fingers are crossed. (laughs) Well, Emma does a great thing for that kind of thing. She talks at schools. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Talking at schools is awesome because you talk directly to your audience. And, you know, there are some kids who aren't big readers, and yet you can still deliver whatever message it is that, that you were hoping to deliver to them. And I've also had at least one student say to me, well, you know, I don't really read, but I'm going to read this. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure it helps for them to see you in person and see your face and they know that this is a real writer. I'm sure that's really cool for them. Yeah. One of, a, one of the teachers that I've gone to his, his class a couple of times, he always introduces me as a real live writer. <laughs> and I always wonder as opposed to what, but. <laughs> I know. How else would you, how else would you be there? <laughs> um, a, a fake skeleton writer, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness that's that's funny thank you so tell us about the book itself because we're sort of dancing around this what is the book who's the audience tell us okay so I'm I'm really bad at this part (laughs) um I I think everyone is or at least that's what I hear but this one specifically there's a spoiler or a a plot twist on like page 40 that I have a really hard time not saying when I describe it but it's basically about two young girls one's a little bit younger than the other one who are complete opposites but they're both in love with the same person the younger one is very timid doesn't really know herself kind of had a a, a past trauma like all main characters do um that she's working through and the older one is a little bit messy or chaotic trying to fix things that she broke in her past and so for the younger one this is someone who she just met who's kind of changing her life and for the older one this is someone who she's trying to reconcile things with so it's kind of a battle of the self-love journeys if you will and I think my target audience I've I've found is a lot more broad than I thought it was I thought it was just going to be 18 to early 20s girls who are kind of going through identity crises crises <laughs> like like I have been for five years <laughs> but I've found that there's a lot for everyone there's um huge found family themes a lot that has to do with parents and and kids and that kind of connection that my mom and all of her friends are really resonating with but it's for anyone who is just trying to accept themselves in more of a concrete way than maybe they're able to 
right now because <laughs> that's what I still need. So <laughs> that's that's the target audience, I think. <laughs> Great. I love that. <laughs> so how is that different than the other manuscripts you have written? Or have you given those up? Or are you hoping to re-attack those now that you feel stronger about your, your voice? That That's a great question. I I think this book was so different for me because I loved writing it the whole time and I knew exactly what it was the whole time. I think for the other ones, I knew I wanted to be a young adult fiction writer, but I didn't really know what that meant. So they kind of, I think, bounce a little bit in their storylines and I wasn't really sure of them the whole time. But this one is probably the most concrete story that I've written, which is why I think I loved it so much. I I know I will return to and hopefully publish at least one of the other ones. It's also young adult, young adult fiction, more high school than it is early 20s, um, uh-huh. which I don't see a lot of early 20s books now that I think of it. So hopefully that that's helpful too. But then the next one I want to publish is one that I didn't try to query at all, and I don't think I will. And same kind of audience there too. Great. So this is, as we, we've mentioned, this is a hard process. It's it's hard to make that transition from I'm going to do this traditional thing to I'm going to go indie. Do you have any advice for people who are sort of struggling with that transition or thinking about, oh, maybe I, I do need to explore the indie route? Yeah, I have a, I, I think I have a lot. <laughs> I, when I was thinking about indie, it was in my brain, I just had to flip this switch that was telling me that indie is giving up on traditional publishing because it's not giving up at all. It's just going like, it's, it's like a fork in the road. You're just taking the other, the other side. And I think that's a really, really hard mindset to have when you have your goals set and your dreams set on one specific thing. I think it's hard to flip that switch, but this process might even be more rewarding because you are doing more of it than I think that you would do traditionally. I think my advice would be that you have to cheer yourself on, root for yourself, because it is lonely still, especially since you're doing it alone. Even if you have an editor or a cover designer, I'm sure this is you still have to be the one who's mm-hmm. promoting yourself and who believes in your work and Everyone says that you, in traditional publishing, you just need that one person to say yes to you. But in self-publishing, that has to be yourself and that you have to keep doing that over and over and over again. And that's really, really hard. So I commend anyone who has to do that. But I think my advice would just to be, be to believe in yourself and keep writing. And if you love it and this is what you want to do, do it. It's fun. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That was so well said. <laughs> I don't okay. even remember what I just said. <laughs> I'm going to give you marketing advice right now. You should get on the socials, whatever social you, like, you, you dislike least, and just do little videos, little promotional, not, not promotional, uh, uh, motivational videos, just telling people this stuff because you have a really soothing voice. You're very pleasant to listen to. Uh, my, I think our listeners will agree. I'm sitting here just kind of like, oh, can she just? Yeah. I'm um, so nice. <laughs> Thank you. And, and you obviously are so happy with yeah, your decision. I am. So. And I never am happy with my decision. <laughs> yeah. So promote that way. Just, you know, mm-hmm. go out there and talk to people. And I do think if if the school thing is something you're interested in, that's definitely something to explore. Even if you only do it as like 
a free thing you do for local schools as it's really fun and it's a beautiful way to get out there and to talk to kids and you know to young people. I've gone into to high schools and colleges and it's it's always there's always a kid who needs you there. There's always at least one who needs you. Yeah. And you you won't always know going in who that kid is, but you'll find them by the end of the visit. Uh, it's worth it every time. That's beautiful. And I'm and I'm sure that because I my big thing is also that when you're in high school and early college if you're in a profession or a, a path mm-hmm. that isn't creative, they don't tell you that you can be creative. Like when you're in elementary school, you, the jobs that they tell you you can have our teacher and scientist and doctor, uh-huh. which are great jobs. I'm not. I'm not saying don't go be a doctor, but I'm saying that seeing a writer, I'm sure, in an elementary school is that switch turns on early for those kids that they can now uh-huh. go be creative, and that's actually something that an adult person loves doing. That's not just something you do in art class, you know. So I'm sure that's re- equally rewarding as sharing your book. I'm not sure because I've never done it, but I would think so. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're totally right. You're absolutely right. It's, well, even it's with the the point. higher grades like high school, like you yourself said, I think it was your professor that said, "Well, you have to do traditional publishing," and I think probably a lot of professors still say that and don't offer indie publishing. So to have someone come out there and say, "You can do this," and you can indie publish, and it's totally valid. Yeah. I think is a message more people need to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even people who are indie publishing now need to hear that more often, that it's right. just hammer it into everyone's brain. I think that's, that would be a good strategy. <laughs> Listen, okay, guys, have indie a publishing is awesome. It's awesome. It's <laughs> Accept so it. We've built yeah. a two-year podcast. Oh, no, Your podcast is amazing. Oh, you listen to it every week. Aww. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, next. Well, it won't be next week for our listeners, but we have a few um, young authors coming up uh, in in our listenership. So for our listeners listening today, it'll be our past few episodes. We've had some some young women authors, and it's Very always young. inspiring to me to see these young people. I mean, you said you're 23. Like uh, my when I was 23, I was still like scribbling manuscripts and thinking maybe someday I'll think about doing this and get my mm-hmm. courage up. So it's so awesome to see these younger people stepping up and saying, no, I'm doing this now. It's really cool. And killing it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that for me, it's a little bit of a panic. <laughs> but I feel like in a year, I'm just going to forget everything that I know. So I need to do nah. it now. <laughs> Got <Okay>. it. Good. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and there's always people out there that are willing to help. I found the indie publishing community to be very helpful. I know you don't do social media much, but, you know, get out there. There's, there's conventions. I mean, there's lots of ways to get in the community and everyone just wants to help everyone succeed. It's, it's a great feeling. Yeah. And I, I've honestly, I, I do go on Twitter quite a bit because that, well, I don't know about anymore, but um, that seems like (laughs) where, where writers help each other a lot. And when I was doing traditional there, it was a lot more, it wasn't as individualized as when you're talking to indie writers on there. So I, I agree. I think there's a lot of helpful people um, doing both, I'm sure, but a lot of helpful indie publishers or writers on there. I can't talk all of a sudden. <laughs> well, okay. okay. So, speaking of social medias, if people want to follow you online and hear your inspirational uh, speeches that you're <laughs> going to get. Start now. <laughs> okay. Uh, where can they find you on the internet? 
So I am, I believe I'm E. Riley Writes on Twitter, and I'm Aaron Writes on Instagram. I don't know how I got that handle because I feel like all of the ones like that are taken, but I'm Aaron Writes on Instagram. I do post on TikTok occasionally, but I I could not tell you what my username is right now. Um, <laughs> but you can find me on there if you just search Toss by the Waves. I'm the only one who posts about it. So Okay. Well, we'll have to change that too. Other people, yeah. go read this book. It's beautiful cover. <laughs> the, the description sounds really interesting. I've already ordered it, as is often the case. Um, and she so, has a problem. I do. So, this, this podcast is very much enabling my book buying obsession but um go follow erin she's lovely we're excited to see the next book and thank you so much for being on the show thank you so much for having me this is so fun (laughs) thank you